I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is men and women don't need each other anymore. So I recently received some feedback from a viewer who told me that she got the impression that in some of my videos, I imply that women need men, and she felt that such an implication was misogynistic. Now, when pressed, she couldn't tell me what I said that gave her that impression, or even what episode or episodes were responsible. However, that apparently was the vibe that she got from my episodes. Now, it certainly is not my intention to be misogynistic. Among other things, my goal on this channel is to tell the truth about intersexual dynamics without either enraging men or alienating women. And frankly, that's not an easy task. I imagine I don't always succeed, but that is what I aspire to do. In any case, I think my response surprised her because I actually agreed with and expanded upon her fundamental premise. She was right. Women and men don't need each other anymore. I don't mean this on the population level. Like civilization would fall apart with not, without a lot of men, and humanity would go extinct without a lot of women. Men need women around, and women need men around, but perhaps for the first time in a very long time, modern man doesn't need a woman, and modern woman doesn't need a man. And I think this is a really important driver of the unprecedented decline in marriage, dating, and sexual relationships that we're experiencing at the present moment. We no longer need each other. At least, we no longer need each other the way that most of us did even 100 years ago. Throughout most of recorded history, men and women came together out of necessity. And that necessity was rooted in survival. Life was extremely hard. The vast majority of humanity was living at a subsistence or a poverty level. And few people can do that alone. I mean, one of the ways that really poor folks get by, like in the favelas of Brazil, where I've spent some time, is they form really strong interpersonal bonds. Like, if you don't have anything yourself, you need other people. And if you have a lot, you need people less. And I think that at least partly explains why in every culture on this planet over the last 100 years, birth rate has declined as per capita GDP has increased. It's also why affluent modern folks tend to be much lonelier and more isolated than poorer folks in less industrialized societies. It makes sense, actually. The more you have yourself, the less you need other people. And the less you have yourself, the more you really need others. And when people were very, very poor, and where in some parts of the world they still are, Men and women have come together because they really needed to lean on each other. And close to that subsistence level of living, where biological necessity becomes more pressing, men and women discover that they have complementary skill sets that are absolutely indispensable for survival. On the other hand, the further folks are from a subsistence level, the more flexible social roles can become, simply because we have more room for error. We don't have to send the best hunters out for food anymore. If other folks want to take a stab at hunting, why not let them? Even if they don't bring back as much food as frequently, we're probably not going to starve. At least, that's how I see things. 
Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. And you can also hit the super thanks button. It's the three little dots in the lower right hand corner and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've derived from this episode. I need your help to do all of this and I really appreciate your support. Thank you. In any case, here we are. In the affluent Western world, men and women don't need each other the way that they used to. And this is a really interesting, a really fascinating moment to be living through. I'm legitimately really excited to see how we collectively navigate this. The crisis and the opportunity of this moment is precisely this. Since men and women no longer have to come together because they need to, we're increasingly seeing that men and women only come together because they want to. And where there is neither the need nor the want, there is nothing. Again, this has probably never happened before in recorded history. It's an incredible development, especially because what we're discovering is that a lot of women apparently don't want men. And a lot of men apparently don't want women. Since we don't need each other like we used to, a lot of men and women are walking away. What's more, to initiate any form of sexual relationship, men and women increasingly have to cater to the desires as opposed to the needs of the other. And this changes the game of mating and dating considerably. In the past, both men and women could kind of lean on necessity. Like, you might not love the idea of me, but there are only three guys in this village, and two of them are old and stinky, and I could help you survive the winter. Where else are you going to go? What else are you going to do? So I think we got to be careful about romanticizing the days when people got married at 17 and stayed together for 70 years. Personally, I'd rather not go back to that time with its lack of optionality or recourse. I like being able to choose an option that's right for me as opposed to having to settle for the only thing available. That said, this optionality is also a driver in the present decline in relationships. With dating apps and social media, many people are ensnared by the illusion of infinite optionality. And this illusion has exacerbated the primacy of desire in the modern game of mating and dating even more than the elimination of necessity by itself ever could. Why? Because if I don't need someone, and very desirable partners exist somewhere in that infinite optionality, then I have little incentive to settle for anything less than something very desirable. And why shouldn't I have it all? I don't need to settle for less. I'm young and I have plenty of time anyway. And this one is a little tricky to navigate because forming an actual relationship with a real human being always requires some degree of settling. Like it's never possible to get everything that you want. But where to draw the line is always an individual choice. It's important to do that though because if you retain the infinite potential, you end up with nothing. Because that's what potential is, nothing. The illusion of infinite potential makes people believe that they're suffering an enormous loss by trading the infinite potential for a given actual. 
by trading everything for just one thing. In reality, however, people actually achieve an infinite gain by giving up the infinite potential for a given actual. They give up nothing for something. In any case, we're in the situation where men and women are really only interested in getting together if they want to. And what we're discovering is that at least a sizable minority of each sex doesn't seem to want what the other one is selling. My hunch is that this is going to give rise not only to new relationship arrangements, but to new strategies on both sides to secure desired relationships. For better or worse, if they want a relationship, straight men and women not only will need to become increasingly attuned to what the opposite sex wants, but they will need to restrict the operation of their own desire to the constraints of reality as well. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.